This is season one, episode one of the Down by Two podcast. Uh, I'm your host, stand-up comedian Joshua Elijah. 1,300 followers on Instagram. I'm a big fucking deal on my streets. My neighbors love me. Uh, <laughs> very overrated. Uh, and to my right here is is my really good friend, my pal from LaSalle, hilarious dude himself, Michael Fulmer. <laughs> Michael, how the fuck you doing, bud? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. The funniest guy from here to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, honestly, man, you make me you make me laugh like other people can't. Oh, like you, fucker, tummy. You're funnier you than right half the, the fucking gate. comedians out there. Okay, like, oh. dude, I'm just I'm just fucking I'm excited. You won't I'm find amped. me on a stage anywhere. You can put this headset on me. That's about it. <laughs> What's going on, people? Welcome to the first episode. Hope you guys uh, are doing well out there. Yo, uh, the objective here: spit sports talk and have some beers. No, that's literally it. Yo, honestly, you don't need another fucking podcast full of hot takes. Everyone's got a shitty hot take. We're here to talk more about our love of sports, talk about the game itself, talk about sports experiences, different storytelling within sports, and uh, have some interesting guests on. Um, but man, I'm just super excited to be able to get this off and going. Our first episode, I loved it. It was a lot of fun recording it. It was. It was fantastic. And you know what? I was a little nervous at first, but once you start going, you get that nostalgia. You know what, man? Reflecting on some of your some of your history with sports and wondering like, how did this become the center of our universe? How did, right? How did we get to the point that we're at now? And that was basically it. We're we're figuring out our dynamic here. And honestly, we're gelling out the gates. Um, we're 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 gonna have a lot of fun doing this. Yeah, I think you guys are gonna love Josh driving the conversation, the the hilarious thirteen hundred <laughs> followers that yo, he's got. <laughs> fuck that. Honestly, man. <laughs> yo, it was just some some good conversation that we had here. Uh basically we just wanted to put out some sort of a podcast that reflects our love for sports and just have a different a different uh, I guess, sort of approach to what a typical sports podcast would be, because I remember how this kind of got into fruition. I was talking to your talking to your wife uh, and showing her one of the uh, podcasts that I did recently um, with with another friend of mine. And she, I was I was showing it to her, but she didn't have any sort of interest in it because she's like, you know, it sounds great. Uh, I just don't know what the hell you're talking about, because we're talking <laughs> such in-depth stats and contracts and that kind of stuff. And, and it's just like we want to get me wrong. I love I love shooting the shit about about Ooh. the big ones a little bit, but we're well, not going to try to be Skip Bayless here. No, no, we're not going to we're not going to talk. We're like we love to talk shop, but this is more or less for the people It's just more or less for anyone out there who loves watching sports and, and loves to talk sports. And, you know, yeah, sure, there's going to be a hot take here or there, but we're going to try and dumb that down as much as possible yeah, and just give you give you the raw stuff. I'd say probably the best way to put it is we're just going to keep it pretty organic. Keep it organic. Yeah. Keep what it easy word, breezy. What a buzzword these days. <laughs> organic. Just going to whatever comes out of our fucking mouths, you guys are going to listen to. So here it is. Episode one, season one of the Down by Two podcast. So going back, I guess the first time that we actually hung out. I mean, I was living in Toronto and you were freshly, uh, I was moved into London, I suppose. Yeah. I was Windsor fucking commuted up here to start working situated. Yeah. Met our ladies and fucking, we were just chatting about this, but what was the first time? I mean, yeah, we both met our ladies. I remember, <laughs> I remember the first time hearing about you. We are like, yo, this Michael character that Nat seeing is, uh, He's a little, uh, he's I a little shady. Do- you know, I was <laughs> in the fucking doghouse. It was bullshit. Well, I mean, yeah. Okay, we'll elaborate on that then. Okay, if you really, because yo, I thought all you, were- you out there, I really want to know. <laughs> I was just out of a relationship, and I met this beautiful lady that's now my wife. Yeah, but I wasn't trying to jump into anything. No, and obviously, you know the Dorchester girls. They oh. are, they, they, they live and die by the sword with one another. It's quite, uh, 
quite the wonderful but intense uh, group to get to. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I guess I heard about you uh, before I actually got to meet you. But as soon as we met, we just just kicked it off and it all stemmed down from sports. Yeah. Fuck what the girls said. We were just like, yo, this guy's a G. Like I can talk to him (laughs) literally about anything. Like we talked about like all different fucking sports that were going on at the time or like even talking about like baseball history and stuff. And I'm like, yo, this guy's amazing. Sure. We're both chewed out of our mind. (laughs) Every (laughs) fucking time we meet (laughs) the first two years. But I'm like, yo, I love getting chewed with this guy. Yo, I appreciate that. Yo, when I first met you though, too, I was kind of kind of like you know what this guy already has it in he's already best buddies with a couple of the people yeah in the group trying to trying to weasel my way in but if there's anyone yo you I'm, weaseled you weaseled all right yo <laughs> you're welcomed with open arms as soon as i came to your place the one time and you had the raps when i was when i was down over on yeah. queen's key you know yeah. that i think that was the first time we're like all right all right this is gonna be this, this might work <laughs> this will be fine especially when you uh you put in your login for the ufc fight like i probably had about 50 people crammed in that yeah into that condo. i knew no one but i wanted to fucking watch that scar i think it was a mcgregor fight yeah it? oh it was yeah. big it was my birthday yeah. it was uh it was great i remember that was just and i'm like man if this guy's gonna make the effort to come down and see me in toronto and then every time i'd see you in london when amanda and i would come back uh and and hang out with uh with the london crowd but that was always the thing there was always some we always had to find our way out of whatever party we were at to go watch whatever fucking sport was on and it's nice that we both were on the same page so it was kind of like yeah it was a mutual decision so not one of us was going to was going to get in shit for it. It was nice. And you know, that's the thing, especially when it comes, like when it comes to me moving to London, like I recently moved to London back in September of 2020. Um, it's been a year of transitions and whatnot, but moving here to London, like you are my guy for when it comes to sports. And I know that I can always talk to you about anything that is going on. Cause you're just on the pulse when it comes to that kind of shit. Y'all love to hear it. And likewise between you and, and our other buddy drew, I mean, that's yeah. exactly how we kind of operate our our downtime and our social time yeah. revolves around having a game on but the thing is the box scores the thing is here in london is that it's just hockey like it's yeah. just hockey Yo. hockey which is great yeah love it i love it but like i i, I need more on my plate than just hockey Yo, i couldn't agree more interesting culture here mm-hmm. they love their hockey and i know they're they they got the london majors ball club they got yeah. the London Lightning basketball, but I mean oh, that's, yeah. that's 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 small time. You come from Toronto, where you got the Jays, you got the Raps, right? Mm-hmm. And I come from Windsor, Detroit area, where it's all Tigers, Lions, Pistons, like Red Wings. Are you kidding? So it's a uh, yeah. So you mean to tell me? Okay, so you being from Windsor, what is okay? So Ooh, are, are you? Windsor. Yeah. So so you're, you're so oh, sorry, LaSalle. LaSalle. Yeah, LaSalle. Yeah, please. LaSalle. Beautiful. Yo, fuck. Sorry. So sorry about that. I got to get it. I got to get it straight. My pal from LaSalle. Um, So when it comes to your sports teams growing up, you are a what kind of hockey fan when it comes to this is where things get a little wonky. Mm -hmm. Grew up born in 1990, but grew up as a Leafs fan because my dad was a Leafs fan. So the whole Red Wing dynasty, I was cheering against them. Windsor, LaSalle is a big, it's a border town, right? So, it's so like, you, you, it's, there's a lot of blue and there's a lot of red. Like there's a lot of battling between the wings and the Leafs. So yeah, yeah. the wrong team there, but definitely a Tiger fan, definitely a Piston fan. And, uh, above the Raptors, and above the, the above fan, the Jays. Sadly. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Well, I mean, yeah, sadly. It's, it's tough to pick. You're going to be a Lions fan. You're going to be an Argos fan. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> Yo, no hating on the CFL though. I got appreciation for all ball players. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's sick though. So, okay. So growing up, you were a Red Wings fan or no, you're a Leafs fan should have picked Red Wings, especially just through those glory years. Um, and then we also, so you're, you're a Tigers fan 
And, Pistons, and Pistons, Pistons wasn't a bad You had some great years. Event. Yo, we swept the Lakers in, what was it, 2003, 2004? And that was with their loaded team. They had Shaq, Kobe, Rip Malone. Yeah. Like, we, we took down their fucking, their star-studded lineup, and that was sick getting that to... That was like Bad Boys 2.0. Oh, man. That was a good run. That was, a, that was unreal. Who was that? That was like Chauncey Billups. Yeah, Big Shot. Rip, Rip. Hamilton. Tayshawn. Got the, the Wallaces. And Ben, yeah. You got the Wallaces. Oh, man. Fuck, they had a good team. So would you say that you got into basketball before any other sport? Or were you more hockey? Were you more baseball? What was the um, kind of culture where you baseball, grew up? Baseball. Baseball. I, I grew up going to Tiger Stadium. Baseball for me too, man. Baseball oh. was, was the sport that I got into yep. first. Baseball was a – oh, Baseball in Windsor, Detroit. I know I keep going refer- referencing that, but like yeah. growing up, going to Tiger Stadium, watching Cecil Fielder, Tony Clark, Cecil. Bobby Higginson, t- fucking Damian Easley. Like it was <laughs> legendary. And there's a lot of legendary moments that went down at Tiger Stadium. Oh like, man. Center field was 440, but it was like 330 down the line. It's a, it's an iconic location. So it was pretty cool going there, watching some uh, legends in the early nineties. Do you remember your first game? can't say I do, but I just have like snapshots of sitting there in the bleachers and just like, you're so small. So you just feel like you're in a Coliseum Yeah, and everything in your world is baseball. And you're hearing the commentator call up your favorite players in the flesh and hearing the crack of the bat. That's when we're all convinced we're going to the pros though. Right. And that's exactly, uh, that's everything you dream of. And yeah, I just, so it's the best. Would you say that you took baseball very seriously or was it, was it another sport? Baseball for me as a real youngster, I was good at it and I probably thought I was better than I even was. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I was good amongst my, the small fish in the small pond. Yeah. So I always thought like, yeah, I'll, I guess I'll just be a baseball player and I'll be rich and I'll be like fucking Cecil Field and Tony <laughs> Clark and yeah. that's going to be great. But yeah, baseball was the first go. Yeah. What about you? That's, that's what I, that's what I first got thrown into was baseball. And you see, I got caught in a weird space because I was too good for my age group. And then they would put me a year or two uh, with, with players that are a year or two older than me, and I just get dummied. Like there was yeah. just no, uh, there was no middle ground. So it's like I, I like, and that was always something that I've been thrown into a sport that I probably should have played, you know, with people with kids my age and just had fun as yep. opposed to try and take things a little bit yeah, too seriously. For you, yeah. For those that don't know, Josh, you're a GTA guy, right? Yeah. So yeah, you were you were outside of Toronto and Maple. Played uh, played a bit of uh, baseball with uh, with Brampton back in back in Brampton back in the day, but um, gotcha. Yeah, man. Uh, baseball for me was definitely the sport that I first got into. Never got into hockey. My dad, my mom, they we never they never put me into hockey. Too expensive. Yeah. And on the risk of injury was just too much, which is like you know fair. But even to this day, like I can't even skate. So like I kind of <laughs> wish I kind of wish I played some sort of peewee. Oh, or, of course, I was a like, late, what a I was shitty late Canadian. You too. can't even you can't even skate. It's funny. Yeah, oh, man. I was like getting into it too, and it was almost like it feels like it's a rite of passage being in Ontario of someone like growing up playing all the sports other than hockey and you live in Ontario, but at the same time, but your parents were thinking, well, it's super competitive here. This isn't going to be his calling card. He may as well put him in basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no. Okay. So for me, I got into basketball. Um, I would say I was about maybe seven or eight years old, uh, but it was when the first space jam movie came out. Yeah, uh, that's, uh, I remember going to see that in theaters um, and then saw it another two times in theaters so I saw it three times in theaters. I was just hooked on this movie. Um, that and and I also had a crush on 
on Lola Bunny, just like every other kid who's probably seen that. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. <laughs> is I'm that just how like, Yo. old that movie is? How what was that like mid nineties? I guess yeah, that's it, right in the run of Jordan's Dynasty. Oh yeah, that's absolutely. And man, like I, that's what got me. I'm like, I just want to, I want to play basketball because this this movie is awesome. <laughs> I'm just like, what is this sport these guys are playing? And then so my my dad threw me into um, just like Raptor ball or what have you. Uh, I got. I was the kid who was decked out with the wristbands no, and the headband. Yeah. Had all the swag. Had all the gear. Zero game whatsoever. <laughs> looked like yeah. a yo. You made like other people tool. anxious going out there to start. I'm pretty sure stuff. I cried. I'm like, why do I suck at this? I got the headband and everything. Like, I'm not supposed to be this bad. It's all just supposed to work when you put that shit on. It's supposed to, right? I thought I had the Michael Secret stuff and everything. Um, but yeah, no basketball. I think was was the sport for me that really got me yeah. got me going that's what got me into anything competitive and i think basketball is the sport that i picked up the most on uh yeah. basketball and baseball those are my those are my two yeah we've hooped a couple of times seems like basketball definitely is your go-to uh, natural sport oh man i got some i got some memories uh just hitting some like game winning or game tying shots just uh yes. um little league I, I'll, I'll, I'll i'll share this one because this is probably my one shining moment that i that i hold on to but i think we were down um, we were down by six with under 20 seconds left, but I pop a three and then, um, so, so now we're down by three and then we, we steal the inbound and buddy just passes it to me nervously. So I chuck it up again and, uh, and, and I hit the three. So now, now the game's tied. Um, they miss their shot. We get it off of an inbound. Um, and I end up hitting the buzzer, the buzzer beating three point shot, but the the guy whoever's working the score table started the clock too early, so they started the the clock already when the ball was before it got inbounded, and then so I got it, and I should have had at least three seconds to dribble up the court, but I only had one second left, so I tossed it up, still went in, but didn't count. No, yeah, didn't count. No. It was just like the buzzer went off when it was in my hand, so it didn't Fuck count. We you. went into overtime, oh. and we ended up losing that game. So it's like. That, that could have been that could have been it, and it was like one of those tournaments. Fuck, you're 31 years old, still laying in bed some nights thinking about it. It literally does. one moment because yo, if yeah. that if, man, who knows? Maybe it would have been scouted if that ended up differently. Yo, you any, never know. Any <laughs> semi, built up my confidence a little bit more. Any semi competitive youngster though. though, though that. Uh, everyone has a couple of those moments that's ingrained, and that's exactly why they grow up loving sports that's Yo, the beauty of it what's like everyone has those childhood memories whether it's going to a game or experiencing a competitive game oh yeah or just sure. it it honestly partially sculpts you right like it defines you a little bit in some sense and you grow up just loving everything you watch it's, it develops that competitive nature in you it's amazing yeah, absolutely well like what was what would be one of your one of your shining moments as a kid when something that really stuck that maybe shaped you into you know the player that you ended up becoming an average Joe year leaguer. Uh, I had a couple, <laughs> a couple that I still makes me smile thinking about is just like super childhood. We're talking T-ball mm. played all stars within our local T-ball league. And uh, I just remember getting one of the final outs in the T-ball game for the turtle club to win district five championships. And a lot of my buddies <laughs> back home. Are laughing. <laughs> it's a big deal. So you win your whole area yeah. and you get your whole name engraved on this big plaque that goes on a wall at the local baseball park and it was just like <laughs> epic and i thought that was that, that was, was like so cute. that was the fucking world series of it that's adorable yeah that and i guess uh 
getting to play quarterback as a peewee football player. That's like, that's watching Barry Sanders growing up, right? With Detroit. Yeah. And and being a a border town, lots of fucking American football. And Mm -hmm. yeah, getting, we made it to the championship that, uh, that year. We fucking lost to the fucking powerhouse team in the final couple minutes. That, That one stings, but that was my 15 minutes of fame for sure. Well, it's always good to relive these moments, right? Always. Like it's, 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 uh, it's nostalgic. It's, it's great. Now you mentioned that, okay. So if you growing up in LaSalle, which is border town. So you, would you go down to the States often and face always. competition down there? Yeah. I'm half American. Mom's side's from the States, have lots of cousins over there. So, mm-hmm. um, as far as sports goes, we, our football team would travel to the States for a preseason game, our high school team to play one of their powerhouses, Warren D. LaSalle, um, we just get our dicks knocked off every year. The competition down in the States is just... Yo, you wouldn't believe this. They had a marching band. They had all turf, fully loaded fans. Like, it was just like, it felt like we were going into a college football environment. Mm-hmm. And here we were, small town. You don't have South. that here in Canada. You don't. And no. we and our school actually is pretty reputable for football. And we thought we were just like the kings of the castle. We went over there and we just looked like fucking peewee. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah, they do it on a whole different scale. They just the kick your dicks right off. I mean, I've been down to like Indiana to go play uh, like some tournaments uh, just against against Americans. And like there's just no chance, which like I don't know about you, but any sort of ambition that I had as a youngster being like, yo, I might be able to go at least get uh, like scouted at some sort of point or at some sort of level. You go down, you face that competition, and you're like, "What am I doing? Yeah. Like the thing, I, I'm nowhere close." You think that I'm, you, you think you're some hot shit. It's so where you're funny, from. right? And you like, I think I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm from Toronto, so I'm I'm facing like a lot of elite talent." And you're like, "Bullshit, you yeah. haven't fucking seen anything." You're they get your clocks played by some pod. team in in rural Indian Indiana, so it's like, no, it's nuts. Yeah, it's, I know. What age is that? I think everyone kind of comes to that realization. Some kids have like the overbearing parents that are just feeding them positive energy, telling them that they're going to be great. They're going to be great. And they stick to it. And then there's some of us that kind of transition younger, realizing that you're not going anywhere with this. And you kind of sit back and watch your friends that are like, you think they're just delusional, but you know what? Credit to some of them. They mm-hmm. make it. Some of them do. They oh, get yeah. something out of it. Absolutely. So. But, what uh, was, what was that sport? And what was that moment where you're just like, ah, I, I ain't got it. Uh, probably like beginning of puberty. When like a couple of my good buddies. When you popped your first boner? Yeah, Yeah, right around there, to be honest. (laughs) So you're getting boners. A couple of my buddies had facial hair and I didn't yet. I I do have a couple of close friends that really popped off in like early high school and whatnot. And they took things kind of to another level, like borderline scholarship type athletes. And Mm -hmm. kind of left the rest of us in the dust. And you're like, yeah, you know what? You never hear from them again. Yeah, I'll just try to chase girls. Yeah. Why not? I think for me is when I picked up the deck of cards and I started uh, when I labeled myself the <laughs> the school magician, that dorky yeah. fucking school magician who tries so hard to be the next David Blaine. Like, Yo, that's Woodbridge's exactly what I thought when I first met Angel. you. Yo, <laughs> I'm just like, who the fuck? This guy's got spacers. And he's like, this guy ain't serious about sports. Yeah. And then I got to know you. Okay, I'm like, Yo, maybe you do. Maybe you fucking. Yo, it was that first moment where we're just sort of sizing each other up. You're like, oh, all right, who's, who's this fucking clown here? <laughs> Who is this yeah. guy? I'm not sure if you're serious <laughs> about sports or you just, you just an entertainer. So you talk sports. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, back then I was just like, uh, I think it was when I was doing the scrimmage a little bit more, which was, uh, uh, for those of you who've known me for a while, uh, scrimmage was, uh, like a, a live sports show where, uh, other stand-up comedians, um, would, um, 
basically commentate the games live, but through the perspective of a stand-up comic. So it was basically just a lot of us getting drunk and, and belligerent. Uh, but that was uh, that was basically what got me started into talking a little bit more about sports. And then when I first met you, we we're just like, yo, we cannot stop talking about it to the point where it pisses off our spouses. So it's <laughs> uh, it's a beautiful chemistry that we have here when it comes to that. All right. Well, this being our, our first episode of the Down by Two podcast, I, I kind of wanted to catch you off guard a little bit here, Mike. Like I've... No. Yeah, oh man, no! I I got a I got a segment here that I I want to shop, um, and just even try for the first time. Um, hopefully we might be able to incorporate it with episodes that are later on down the line. Uh, but you want to give it a shot? Yeah, yeah, of course you would. Here we go. <laughs> want to try it? All right, <laughs> let's give it a try. All right, here we go. What's going on? Okay, so for this segment, basically what I got here is just some rapid fire Michael's picks. Uh, we got three different games that are going on today that I that I looked up. Uh, a couple days before, I uh, got some early odds on it. And <laughs> basically, there's going to be a $5 bet, a $10 bet, and $20 bet. Uh, we are degenerate gamblers. Just side note here. We find anything and anything to uh, place a bet on. Um, so uh, I just want to throw some of these picks out here. I will throw some money on this with our down by two um, account that we have with Bodog. Um, and and we'll, we'll throw the money down and we'll see how we do. Uh, or how the games panned out for the next episode that we record. Quick disclaimer, though. Do not judge me. Sometimes I get a little emotional with my picks, but I will Yo, try but to I'll defend thing. them at all costs. No, I like your picks, though. And you, most of these, sometimes you fuck me with them. Let's be Yo. real. Sometimes you fuck me. Yeah, well, my reasoning is good at the time. It though. is. I, no, fuck. honestly, as long as you can Says sell every me. every degenerate gambler. As long as you can sell me a pick. Um, and no matter what you pick is what we're going to is what we're going to use. Um, what is that? It's. 35 bucks, 35 bucks that we're going to throw down on a couple games today. Um, but let's see. Like, give me your reasoning behind the pick. And uh, maybe that might open up some topics for uh, for discussion, maybe some debate. Uh, but we got some picks here. The $5 bet. Game one. Knicks versus Pistons. Got your got your hometown Detroit Pistons. Um, pretty even game here. Um, Pistons at plus one. Knicks minus one. Um, if you're going money line, that's minus 120 for the Knicks. Pistons are even. Uh, who are you going to pick and why? Oh, man. Greasy battle. Greasy. Yeah. <laughs> In this case, it, I mean, it's funny when we watch that Knicks game, we watch Julius Randle racking up all the stats, but that's just more fucking fantasy. Well-deserved. Well-deserved all-star. You think he's – You think he's? Uh, he's an all-star this year. Yeah. I mean, he's getting a lot of touches. Um, he should. Yeah, he's an all-star. I feel bad. He's, he's never really got the respect he's due, but. He, well, makes a good, he makes a nice paycheck plan for them, so yeah, I don't and feel bad for him. I feel like he's doing pretty well with Thibodeau's system as well. He's come in and he's he's getting the most out of their best player. Right? So yeah. I think uh, I, mean, I think with, that's why they've seen some early success in the season, which has been blowing everybody away, uh, including Knicks fans. With, um, I mean, you have Barrett and Toppin, a couple other young guys, and he's he's kind of the, the Emmanuel quickly is great off the bench. You know, you know, even Alfred Payton can do the job at the point guard. Um, Mitchell Robinson, he's sure he's down with injury right now, but you know, it's a good squad that they got going on there and they have something, they have something cooking. Um, so on that note, I'll take the Pistons. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I do. I do feel like, I mean, they're coming to little Caesars arena. It's a close matchup. Are there fans in little Caesars right now? No, but they still got to travel. Right. And yeah, let's, let's take the home team there. If it's a coin flick plus they're my team. Don't that's the five dollar bet, folks. That's so, the, mean, yeah, we yeah, want don't, don't put your whole account on the Pistons beating the Knicks. Uh, okay. Fucking, All right. So we're Sunday night matchup. Uh, yeah, it's sometime today. I don't fucking know what time, but we're going to take uh, you're going to take them at plus one. You're going to take them even. Um, I'm going to take them at plus one. I'm gonna take the point. OK, um, there we go. 
I hope there's no there's no COVID protocol with any of their uh, their starters right now. I hope I, that's another one, folks. Even if imagine. even if so, would that make Weird much times. of a difference? <laughs> uh, who's their Who's their number one score that signed from? Was it OKC? Jer- no, no, Jeremy Grant from yeah. uh, from Denver. Who's Denver. having? Uh, Yo, he was a borderline all star this year. Yeah, you? yeah, absolutely. He, some people would consider him somewhat of a snub, but uh, yeah, no, he's definitely, if not, he's man, most improved player so far right now, maybe with Chris Boucher coming in at a, at a number two, but uh, Jeremy Grant would get my most improved player um, vote right now. That, that was a great signing. They they spent a bit of money on him and a lot and, of you know, people raised up their arms like, what are they doing? But he's, he's been key. Someone's got to get touches though on that squad and it uh, looks like that's their guy. Another topic before I know I'm right in left field. Yeah. Like a lot of snubs in the NBA all-star selection. Yeah, that's a whole nother day. Carry on to the twenty. No, 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 no. Let's let's chat about that real quick. Uh, out of the East, who do you think got snubbed? Trey Young at the top of the list. A lot of yeah. people complain that they're like, a, are they sub five hundred right now? So they said that's an arguable one. But I mean, that guy's scoring at a, a heavy clip, and he didn't get any consideration. So that's a tough one. Yeah. Well, and, no, you can't you can't look at the look at a team's record and and decide whether or not that person that that player is an all star. Like Vucevic is an all-star this year. Yeah, putting up amazing numbers, but the Magic suck. So you can't you can't argue about the team's record. Right. Um, Trey Young, I think he's putting up something like 27 points and 10 assists. Like, yeah, that's someone that needs to be on the team. I would even put him uh, ahead of the line uh, in, in front of Van, Van Vliet. Like, Van Vliet, I think, got snubbed. Uh, but really, there's not a whole lot of room. Um, maybe... Maybe taking someone out like Ben Simmons, who has recently just gotten into a stride, but starting off the year, he kind of had a tough time finding his way into that Doc Rivers system. So, yeah, another non-sexy one, Demontis Sabonis. No, that is sexy. Yo, Man, I know, but he's you know he plays for the Pacers in the Midwest, and they're kind of a middle of the pack playoff. No, team. what it was like a second fiddle in the mm-mm. big Paul George trade a couple of years ago. So, but go look at his stat line, and I don't want to fixate on stat lines, but this guy is. Putting up numbers. Something like 24 and 12, some shit like that. With some dimes. No. Well, he was an all-star last year with worse numbers. Fun fact. So I don't understand. He is an established guy. Like, come on here. I don't understand. I think it's a little bit more favoritism. You gotta, you gotta play the game a bit, but um, yeah, definitely, definitely hard snub. I think maybe even DeRozan as well in the West. Um, He putting up some great numbers. It's someone who might've got, might've needed a a little more respect, more respect on, on DeRozan's name. Chris Middleton, just because he plays fucking second fiddle. Oh, another. To be honest, 21, 6, and 6 across night in, night out. That's what he's averaging. Absolutely. But, I mean, there's only so many players you can take. Hey. Anyways, we, we digress. we field here. We digress. Yeah. No, I mean, I always love, I always love talking about, talking about uh, the game in depth when it comes to what kind of picks and going off on tangents like that. But let's get back to uh, our second pick here. Uh, this is the $10 bet. Uh, we got pens and Islanders. Uh, I'm talking over or under here. You're like over or under five and a half points. Oh, you fucker. You're really trying to catch me with that. So- Sorokin's in net for the Islanders and uh, DeSmith in for the pens, if that makes a difference. Let's let's go over here. Let's go over. Yeah? Uh, yeah, I mean, Varlamov's having a Vesna-type year for the uh, for the Islanders, and he's not in. You might see a couple more go in the back of the net. Casey DeSmith. I think he's actually playing better than Tristan Jerry this year. But regardless, five and a half, you got some firepower coming from the pens against a backup goalie. Love it. And the Islanders are, are they don't get enough love either. I know they play dismiss a hard their, game. Dismiss their backup goaltender though, no? They, Isn't it he Jerry? Is, but I think he's playing better than Jerry. Jerry. Um, I don't think they've gotten the best goaltending. 
this year. Nope. Regardless, though, five and a half. You got to get that to. Yeah, I get six. I, I like it. I'll go over there. Okay, perfect. Bucks. We'll take the over. I actually, I feel good about that one, to be honest. Yeah. Listen hey, we're going to bet it regardless if you feel good <laughs> yeah. about it or not. This is it. We're, we're, Don't put your mortgage this. on this, folks. Well, we'll see. Um, yeah, no, but definitely do not. Do not put your mortgage. Uh, I'm in fucking, I'm struggling in my fantasy hockey league this year, too. So, fuck. We get the guys who did you, who was your first pick again? Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Kucherov. Oh. Earlier that day, they announced that he was going to be out with his, I think, hip surgery. But fucking Josh here and his girlfriend were coming over for dinner, and so I kind of <laughs> shut. Fucking I, blame. I kind of shut down my last yeah, few okay. hours of prep because I already decided on Cooch. Kind of just slid it right in there. Yo, and you I, have internet. You don't. You can't blame this you on. Some you the, invited us for dinner. Some of the fuckers so, in the group chat too. I mentioned like I think I'm gonna take Cooch at like the five spot. Or yo, they were silent. They're like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I didn't get any feedback. Those fuckers. But, <laughs> yo, I'm a fucking. Yeah, you're done in the water. I, I think I fucking. Did I win the league last year? I think I did. I think it was a shortened season. And I had the best. He absolutely won the league last year, and he's made it. He's made it very clear to me, and he brags about it all the time. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's a Don't big, play it's it a like big deal. It's like, did I did no, I win it last year? It's a competitive fucking league here. <laughs> Anyways, okay. So on to the third bet, the third and final bet, the twenty dollar bet. We got Clippers Bucks big matchup. Um, Clippers are plus two, Bucks minus two. Uh, if we're going money line, minus one hundred five for the Clippers, Bucks minus one fifteen. Who you like and why? Bucks have been playing a little bit better the last uh, couple nights. Does that sound right? That sounds all right. They they've been uh, they stopped that skid that was happening earlier on throughout the month. Um, Clips are uh, they starting George and fucking Kawhi? So I believe so. Not resting a hangnail. I mean, look, this is this is pretty. Uh, I, I think I think both teams are fairly healthy. Um, at least no major pieces. Otherwise, the spread would have been a little bit more. I'll if take clips. I'll take clips with with the points plus two. Plus two. Yeah, I like it. Okay, so just a quick recap. Well, we're yeah, going. We're going yeah, Pistons. Well, we're going that. What's your take on those, though? Quickly. I mean, it's a toss-up. I think it's a toss-up. Um, if I was to pick, I would probably go with the Bucks on this one. Yeah. Maybe. I don't uh, know. Money line or or minus two. Minus two. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would do. But you, but unless, but this is not for me to pick. Yeah, they're traveling. I mean, next time we traveling. do this, you're gonna come at me with some. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna come at me with some. I'm not some gonna picks, do but. any favors. Too. I'm not giving you any locks. I'll tell you that much. These are fucking, these are tough ones. Oh, yeah. So you're going to go Clippers plus two? I'm still going, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. So just to recap, we got the Pistons at plus one and a half. Uh, Clippers, at, or sorry, um, the over under. Uh, we're going to go over five and a half points for the Penns Islanders. And uh, for the Clippers Bucks game, you're going to go plus two with Clippers. Uh, do you like those three bets enough to want to throw a $5 parlay on it? No. No. No, hey, I, the that's Pist- fair. Pistons, Knicks. That's that's the kind know, of bonus I, at the end you, here that you know, I wanted to do. This is that's why that's why we have a good relationship because you probably put a twenty dollars yeah. parlay on that, and I'm fucking no, my pussy foot on that. No, shit, so. no, 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 no. Someone's no, gonna no. play it safe. Here. Would not, would not. Okay, so no parlay, no parlay. No. I like it. No. Um, we'll I'm check. More we'll check blocks. back with episode two though. We'll see how these picks ended up panning out. Yep. See how you about guys that? next week. And that's it. Season one, episode one in the books. We're making history here. Uh, Down by two podcast. Uh, we're ready to rock and roll. This will be available to stream anywhere where you get your podcasts. Uh, really excited for the for the coming months and what this uh, what the show has in store.
got some interesting stuff coming down the pipes, including some folks that maybe got paid to play some of these sports that we all love. So Ooh. looking forward to the special guests coming along and and uh, exploring a lot of the topics of the sports universe that uh, we all love. So cheers, Yo. guys. Hope you guys enjoyed the first episode. Cheers. Hey listeners, I'm Christy. And I'm Melissa. And this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. And that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer in such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster and not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100% because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com.